Welcome to Jesus Joy and Java, a podcast for women of any age and in any stage of life who are seeking to draw closer to God through His Word. My name is Patty Nava, and my mission is to walk beside you on our spiritual journey by studying the scriptures together to strengthen our faith. We are now in season two of the Jesus Joy and Java podcast. This is a season to nurture and grow our fruit of the Spirit. I pray you will be encouraged and that this will be a blessed and fruitful season for you, my sweet sister. Now let's get ready to fill our cup with Jesus, Joy, and Java. Welcome to episode 16. Can you believe there are only two more episodes left in this series? The past eight weeks sure did go by quickly. Okay, let's get ready to learn about the eighth fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of gentleness. As you probably remember from previous episodes, I've mentioned that gentleness is not a fruit I have an abundance of. My past experiences have made me a little bit rough around the edges, so it's taken me a while to grow this fruit. But I'm working on it. You see, I grew up in a loud environment, and I never really met any woman with a quiet spirit until I met my biological mother at the age of 35. She was a perfect example of gentleness. Seriously, if you looked up the word gentleness, her face would be right there next to the definition. As I shared in a previous episode that when I started going to church, I met other women who had that quiet, gentle spirit. They were so nice and so sweet. Nothing I said or did inappropriately even fazed them. They just loved on me and accepted me the way I was. So for the past 20 years, I've prayed for more of this fruit of gentleness. I want to be that quiet spirit with a tender voice that has nothing but positive and encouraging words to share with others. I tell you, it's not easy, especially for someone who has lacked the filter for 35 years. So I just take it one day at a time. But I do wonder if these sweet, gentle women with quiet spirits ever raise their voice or if they ever get angry. What do they say when they stub their toe on the furniture or when someone cuts them off in traffic? Oy, such consistent, gentle behavior is rare, yet it is precisely what Paul was referring to when he said in Philippians 4, 5, and 6, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Well, I don't know if I'll ever become a woman like that, but all I know is that I'm still a work in progress. Okay, I digressed a bit. Let's define gentleness. When I think of gentleness, I think of a person with that gentle and quiet spirit like I was just talking about. I think of a mild-mannered person who speaks only encouraging words, someone with so much compassion and love for others, someone with an incredible inner peace who does not anger easily and knows how to forgive. To some people, this may sound like weakness. Well, not at all. Gentleness is a strength and it is so powerful in our walk with Jesus. The gentleness and compassion that we show towards others when we speak to them 
is the result of transformation in our lives. Others will see that we are no longer responding with anger and it makes them want to spend more time with us and they are more likely to listen to us because we speak truth with gentleness. So just so you know, in some Bibles, it may use the word meekness instead of gentleness, but they have the same definition. So according to the Webster Dictionary, gentleness means softness of manners, mildness of temper, sweetness of disposition, and meekness. The Greek word for gentleness is epiegeia, which means mildness. Now let's take a look at some scriptures which talk about gentleness. In the Bible, we often see gentleness when referring to the words we speak. In Proverbs 15.1, it says that gentle words turn away wrath. And in Proverbs 15.4, it says that the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. These verses relate to how we communicate with others and the effect our words can have in our personal relationships. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. In this verse, Peter is instructing us, the believers, in how to respond to others when they see that we have so much hope even during times of suffering. Titus 3 verses 1 and 2 says, Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and to always be gentle towards everyone. Here, Paul is exhorting Titus, one of his disciples, to remind Christians in his town to behave with gentleness. They needed to be reminded because they were new believers and used to behave wickedly. In Ephesians 4, verse 2, we see that it says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. In this verse, Paul writes to the church of Ephesus to remind them that as Christ followers, we are to treat others gently, to be humble, and to show patience and love when addressing conflicts. While preparing for today's episode, I was looking for a biblical character or a story to share with you about gentleness. I came across a few, but none better than Jesus himself. He is our prime example of gentleness. Now he offers us his gentleness as a gift. What a blessing that is. If we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, we will be filled with the fruit of gentleness. I want to share a couple of stories in which Jesus shows us how to respond with this fruit of gentleness. The first story can be found in John chapter 8 verses 1 to 11. Let's read those verses together. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman 
caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. In this story, Jesus gives us a beautiful example of compassion and gentleness. What a contrast to the behavior and the reactions of the Pharisees, right? Here we see that the Pharisees wanted to stone this woman, but Jesus stepped in and said to the Pharisees, Let him who is without sin cast the first stone. Jesus responded with forgiveness and gentleness towards the woman and showed everyone there that they are all guilty of sinning. He was able to do this without getting angry. He just showed gentleness and set the examples for the Pharisees and for all of us. I think of how God is so overwhelmingly gentle with me when I have sinned and when I need to be corrected. This is what He expects from us. He wants us to be forgiving and gentle with others. He wants us to be that example of gentleness in this hostile world in order for people to be touched and to repent and to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. Okay, our second story can be found in Luke chapter 9, verses 51 to 56. So, my husband and I have been watching The Chosen. Well, actually, we've binged on seasons one and two a few times while waiting for season three. So if you've been watching that series of The Chosen, you'll probably remember this episode. So in one of the episodes, we see why Jesus gives James and John the nickname of Sons of Thunder. You see, Jesus and his apostles were all Jews, and most Jews dislike Samaritans. But, of course, Jesus treats them with gentleness and kindness. Jesus expects James and John to do the same, but they get angry when they see that the Samaritans didn't welcome them to stay in their village. So they ask Jesus, Do you want us to tell fire to come down and kill them? Jesus rebukes them by telling them that they are wrong to say such a bad thing and to just move along and go to another village. Jesus wanted them to understand that he came to save lives, not to destroy them. 
Well, apparently James and John had a lot to learn about compassion and gentleness. But we do learn later on that James and John come to realize how wrong and insensitive they have been. And they eventually become gentle and loving apostles, thanks to the example set by Jesus. Now let's move on to some tips. How can we respond with gentleness, just like Jesus did in the two stories that we just talked about? As always, we pray. We pray for that quiet spirit. If you are someone who is outspoken, assertive, or lacks a filter, hey, welcome to the club. I am your leader. (laughs) Not sure if I've mentioned this before, but my husband once told me that one of the things he loves about me the most is that he never has to guess what I'm thinking. Yes, it's true. I don't hold back from pointing out what I don't agree with. Being this way can get me into trouble. So now I ask God to please show me when to speak and when to stay quiet. We know that words have power to uplift or to tear down, right? So we can speak in a way that inspires others or we can verbally be abusive with our sharp words. But when God fills us with the fruit of gentleness, we respond to situations differently. We learn to speak with compassion instead of being angry or arrogant. We put aside our resentment and our pride and forgive because God has forgiven our offenses. We stop making it about us and more about Him. As it says in John 3.30, He must increase, but I must decrease. Okay, tip number two, listen. Listen to others. Consider their point of view in order to understand them more. James 1 verses 19 and 20 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. While you're listening, make sure to really listen without distractions. Turn off your cell phone, turn off the TV, and give that person your undivided attention. Sometimes when someone is talking, we might be thinking about what we want to say, or our mind wanders and we start to think of other things that we have to do. This means that we're not fully taking in what the person is trying to tell us. So we need to be present. Look at people while they're speaking and pay attention to what they're saying. Let them finish speaking and then acknowledge what they've said. In verses 19 and 20 of the scripture we just read, it says, Be slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. This brings me to tip number three, control your anger. We talked about this topic in episode 12, so I would suggest you go back and listen to that episode once again if you struggle with anger. We'll also be talking about ways to control our anger in next week's episode, so I hope you will join us. Sisters, do not be like the sons of thunder, always wanting to blow things up. (laughs) Let's take some deep breaths and respond with gentleness. Now let's recap. In today's episode, We defined the word gentleness or meekness, depending on which version of the Bible you're reading. We read a few scriptures about gentleness. 
I shared a couple of stories in which Jesus displays gentleness towards others. And as always, I ended with some tips so that you may apply this fruit of gentleness in your everyday life. So there's only one more episode left in this series, and I hope that you've been enjoying this season and experiencing spiritual growth. I'm currently working on a Christmas series for December before we start our next series on the Armor of God in January of 2023. This will be a great way to start the new year as it will strengthen us and help us become better equipped to face spiritual warfare. I look forward to spending more time with you next Monday as we talk about the final fruit of the Spirit, fruit number nine, the fruit of self-control. I would like to recommend a couple of resources that can help you on this journey of nurturing the fruit of the Spirit. The first one is a book titled Unfailing Love, written by my good friend and brother in Christ, Kevin Pedraza. This book is not only a great conversation starter, but it is also a good way to point individuals to Christ. When you pick up this book, you'll want to keep reading the beautiful poems at the top of every page as they're filled with so much emotion that you and I might be able to relate to. But I would suggest that you use this book as a journal by taking one page at a time, one day at a time. Each page has room for you to journal how each poem speaks to you personally. You can find Kevin's book, Unfailing Love, on Amazon. You'll find the link for this book on the Jesus, Joy, and Java Facebook page. The next resource is an e-journal I have written as a free gift to you, my listeners. This journal is all about the fruit of the Spirit. In this journal, you will find scriptures and questions to help you apply the fruit to your daily walk with Jesus. To get a free copy of this e-journal, all you have to do is email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. That's patty, P-A-T-Y, Java, J-A-V-A, Nava, N-A-V-A, at yahoo.com. This information will also be available on the Jesus, Joy, and Java Facebook page. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you have rated this podcast or shared it with your sister friends, I appreciate you and send you a big special thank you. Please don't forget to follow Jesus, Joy, and Java on Facebook at fb.com slash JesusJoyJava. Also on Instagram at JesusJoy underscore Java. And on YouTube at JesusJoyAndJava. Feel free to email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. Your feedback means a lot to me. Thank you for listening, and I pray your cup may always be filled with Jesus, Joy, and Java.